I'm Lieutenant Joe Pangaro. I've been a cop for 27 years. I like to say I got a backstage pass to life. Well, guess what? I got some tickets for you. So come on in, pull up a chair, turn up that volume, and let's go. Chasing Justice is on. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome aboard. As always, as every time we seem to get together, there is always a lot to talk about. The world is an unsettled place. You know, the other day I was uh, over at my father-in-law Ted's house, and I was helping him do a couple things around the house, some decorating, things he needed to do, set up some lights and whatnot. And we were talking about the state of the world and the things that are in the news and all the things that are going on politically. And Ted makes a case. He says, you know, no matter how things come out in the next couple of years, America is over and done. The America he grew up in, the America basically I grew up in, uh, is done. It's, it's not the same place. It's not going to be the same place. It's evolving into something else. Now, in the course of life, that could be good or bad. You know, are you the same person you were 20 years ago or 30 years ago? No, we all change. We, we see things differently. We feel differently about the world. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we have to look at the facts and say, is it a bad thing? Well, it doesn't look like we're going in the right direction. I've made this case myself uh, over the last couple of years. I've said, actually, that I think we're already in the next phase of America. I don't think we go back. So I have to agree with Ted. The America he grew up with and the America I grew up with is it, we're not going back to that. Uh, we, we don't have there's no way it's a it's a moment in time. It was the uh, it was the evolvement to that point of what America was the the height of uh, everybody in America, uh, for the most part, being very proud of our country, being proud of the, proud of the things we've done to protect the world, the sacrifices we had made all over the globe to keep the world safe. You know the the idea of uh, the rule of law and how we evolved as a people from times when. Uh, some of the things that went on at the founding of our country were not good. We, we moved f forward. You know, we started to see the world differently. We tried to change some of the old traditional uh, human realities of uh, the negative things. You know, throughout history, people have held other people as slaves and abused them and uh, conquered them for no reason other than to gain gain the spoils of whatever the people had. America wasn't that. America had slavery, and that was an abomination. And we saw that over time, and we moved away from that. And we're still fighting it every day, trying to get to a better place. But the thing is, we're always trying to get to a better place. Well, that's not, you know, the rest of the world. And this was part of uh, America, is to always look forward, to be the leader on thing, all things uh good and bad you know uh, unfortunately some things we had were problematic but we're trying to we're trying to get better that's the bottom line well i don't know anymore if we're trying to get better look at the anti-semitism that is now not just spoken in hushed tones quietly between people uh, over a cocktail or a cup of coffee or at a private party or something now we're seeing anti-semitism as something to be um something to be rallied to, uh, something to be proud of, something to uh, see as, well, of course, this is the right way to go. And this this is 
unbelievable to many of us. It is, I don't, I don't want to say confounding, but it is certainly like, where did this come from? And it came from, from the left. This anti-Semitism came from the left. Now, there's a couple things I guess we need to, uh, to try and define, because that's an important thing. You have to define terms and words, and you have to define what it is you're talking about. So for years and years and years and years and years, uh, the media has, has helped to push the narrative that people on the right, conservatives, and people on the right are racist, uh, homophobic, uh, hate people for all kinds of reasons, uh, only care about their own lives and money, and want to keep themselves in power and put other people down. And those of us uh, who are more conservative have always found that to be absolutely absurd and a lie. You know, uh, I, I know lots and lots of people who are more conservative than they are liberal. Uh, they are traditionalists. They love their country. They love their family. They love God. Uh, and they love all the other people of our country. Now, we do see people on the left. It's interesting that... If you criticize anything on the left, that makes you a hater, right? But when they criticize things on the right, that makes them um, freedom fighters or uh, uh, they're doing good. It's, it's, a, it's an untrue narrative uh, on both sides of a political spectrum or a thought process like conservatism and liberalism, there are both good ideas and bad ideas, good people and bad people, uh, people who take things too extreme, uh, either direction, uh, and people who are somewhere in the middle. And I always thought that most people are somewhere in the middle. You know, we do, we do try and not be extreme. You know, try and look at things for what they are and then make a decision. Well, this, this anti-Semitism we're seeing is, is an extreme point of view. It is absolutely extreme. It is something that had cost the, cost the lives of millions and millions and millions of human beings across the uh, stretches of time. Anti-Semitism, hatred of Jewish people, uh, government-sponsored and private-sponsored attacks on Jewish people has been something that's that's gone on. I mean, the last real big government-sanctioned attack on Jewish people, of course, was the Nazi era, when the final solution was put into play by the Nazis of, uh, of Germany to wipe out the entire Jewish race. And the whole world, I think, recoiled when we saw the truth of that. When the videos and the films came out, of the concentration camps as they were conquered uh, and the American troops and, and the other allies troops uh, found these camps all across uh, Europe where the Nazis had set them up, Auschwitz and uh, Beaconwald and uh, all, all the different places. And there, there are so many of them that were out there. When we saw the, the atrocities, the things that one group of human beings had done to another simply because they didn't like those people that they they had some kind of i i don't i can't even i can't explain it because it's not something that's natural to me i don't see any group of people and just hate them so much that i would want to cause 
unbelievable amounts of pain and suffering uh, to them. It's it's it is shocking. It is shocking. And some of the examples that I've seen of this, there's a uh, you know Oakland, Oakland, California. Apparently, the city government, uh, the council or whatever they are, their city government there, uh, is support of Hamas. They are support. They support the Palestinian people, and I think our friends on the left are getting confused between the Palestinian people, who are just okay. You can say there's a group of people there that are stuck in a very bad spot, and they just want to raise their kids, have their families, raise their you know practice their religion or whatever. And then there is Hamas, which is a terrorist organization bent on the destruction of the state of Israel. And the Israeli people, they are, they are uh, a, an abomination on humanity, and we're trying to figure out: are the are the people who are there in Gaza and the West Bank, are they really uh, like Hamas, or are they not? Well, I think they. When you see when they when they're raised, the children, the books that they give to these children about that talk about the Israelis about uh, dehumanizing them and calling them uh, unbelievable names they're oppressors they're there are uh, colonizers and they should be wiped out and you teach children this from the age of, of innocence when they're little and they grow up believing this stuff so this is where uh, in the case that I cited before the young Israeli woman who was kidnapped uh, on October 7th and murdered and sexually assaulted uh, and probably before and after death uh, and then she was paraded around in a truck naked and and regular Palestinian citizens were coming up and spitting on her and hitting her and, and abusing her her body and you say uh, do the people there do they are are they really in support of Hamas or are they under the subjugation of Hamas you know, and if they are, then they should be they should be freed as well if they're under the subjugation of a terrorist organization and they're not evil people. They do not hold the same beliefs as Hamas and its leadership. They do not hold this enmity against Israel and the Israeli people. They do not want to wipe them out. Uh, they want to find a way to get along and they want to live their lives. If that's who's there, then we support them, right? They're just people trying to get along. If they do support Hamas, then they are, uh, they are part of the problem. So trying to define that is, is what we're trying to do. So in the city of Oakland, apparently the city council uh, is uh, in favor of Hamas. Uh, and they are anti-Israeli. Uh, and they've, they've voted to support Hamas and this and that. Well, there was a, an example. There was a coffee shop. And there was a woman who was in there. Uh, apparently, she was a Jewish woman. And she had been in the bathroom, and she saw some very prominent uh, anti-Semitic uh, graffiti in the bathroom. And she came out, and she said something about it, and then she was going to go back in and photograph it. And these three employees, these three employees of the store told her she could not go back into the bathroom. She couldn't use the bathroom. And there's a video out there, and it's, it's kind of strange. Out of context, it's even worse, because she's like, I want to use the bathroom. And they're like, no, you're not using the bathroom. 
You know, you got to get out. You have to leave. You have to get out. And you, you get clearly get the impression that they just don't want her to use the bathroom because she's Jewish. And I'm sure that was part of it. Uh, but at the same time, they probably didn't want to be embarrassed by having her go in and videotape the anti-Semitic things they had all over the walls, and they were leaving there. Well, she did manage to video it and, and put it out there. And these three employees were, you know, saying very horrible things to her. And then, you know, they were making uh, pro, uh, pro-Hamas statements or whatever. Well, all three of those people have been fired by the owners of the restaurant when they saw the video. Um, which is good because you, anybody that, that holds that kind of hatred uh, in their hearts that would treat a woman or any person the way these people treated this woman on this videotape, they do not belong in a position of, of serving the public. You know, uh, it, it's just, it, it points out the ugliness that is not only out there, no longer under the surface. Now it is something to be, to be cheered on. Look what's going on in our college campuses. You know, these protests. And, and, and I think personally, I think a lot of these kids are, um, you know, they're like all, historically, all liberal kids on colleges is where most of this stuff starts. You know, they're very idealistic and they see the world in a certain way. And, you know, they want to go out and protest the evils of the world. And, you know, and, and I suppose that's a, that's a good, um, that's a good, I'm trying to think of the word. It's a good uh, impetus to to make the world a better place, all right? And they see things that are negative. It's from the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s, 90s now, right up to our time. And the newest thing for our friends on the left is to support Hamas. I think they don't, they haven't been educated. And that's the only thing I can, it's either that or it's pure hatred and and love of evil. And I I really wouldn't want to think that. But, you know, just like there were Holocaust deniers and there still are to this day. People will deny that the Holocaust in World War II took place because to acknowledge it uh, would have to, you, you would have to have, have sympathy and empathy for the Jewish people. The million, millions of people who were systematically destroyed, their families destroyed, their properties taken, uh, the brutalization of these people that happened, you know, Less than a hundred years ago, less than a hundred years ago on our planet, there was this this raging evil of the Nazis. And when we see this anti-Semitism, you say to yourself, that evil is still with us. And as anybody as anybody who knows knows the truth that you know evil is real, just like goodness is real. You know, if you think of people in your life, you can think of people who are just very, very good people. Right? They put others first. They're always kind. They go out of their way to help people. They're generous. You know, that's good. Those, there's a lot of people that are good. And then conversely, there are evil people, people that we see that are absolutely evil in the things that they do. And we're seeing this anti-Semitism, this rise of anti-Semitism from, from regular people, people that otherwise you would never imagine would be like this. They are absolutely brutally evil and when we look at what Hamas did on October 7th and keep in mind the leadership of Hamas is saying that the events of October 7th are simply the beginning they're going to do this again every chance they get until they can destroy this the, the state of Israel and all the Israeli people 
So Hamas is not coming out and saying, well, what we did was an act of war and we shouldn't have targeted civilians, and we did, uh, but we wouldn't do that again. We realize the, the horrific nature of our behavior. They're not saying that. They're saying, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it more. We're going to rape, murder, behead, burn, torture women and children and elderly people. This is pure evil. And people in America are chanting and, and chanting for this. And that's where I say the only thing I can, I, I can say is that either they're completely uneducated and they don't understand, they don't want to understand, or they too are evil. Because I can't imagine, imagine any other group being targeted this way. Can you imagine any other group in America being targeted this way and have it be cheered on? So the theory that's out there, the theory that I've heard in, in several different places, is that our friends on the left have a hierarchy. And I, I talked about this last week, right? This is some of the problem um, that they have, our friends on the left, is that there's a hierarchy of, of, of groups within, within their collection of groups that they have uh, that, you know, they can fully support one group until it's pitted up against another one of their constituencies, so to speak, and then they have to make a choice. So that, that creates a hierarchy. You know, we have, uh, we, we have all the different groups uh, that are on the left, all these so, uh, semi-socialist, socialist, communist uh, activities and, and uh, lifestyles and all these different things. And you know what? I, what, do we, what have we said here? Who cares how somebody wants to live? Who cares who loves who? More love in the world is better than less love. I, as long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. You know, don't don't push me to do things that I don't want to do. But you do whatever you want to do. You know, I'm not going to stop you from doing whatever you want to do. And that's that's the way the world should be. Unless it uh, causes a problem, an actual problem for other people. Negativity hurts them, does something. Let, let Live and live. Let people do what they want. They have to answer to their God. Right? It's not for me to say, well, oh, God's going to do this to you. Um, I can give them some advice based on what I, my understanding of how God wants us to live. Uh, but, you know, that's up to, not up to me to judge. That's, that's up to God to judge. He's the judge. Um, but people do. They want to judge. They get angry. And, and that's what causes this. But this anti-Semitism, those people in the coffee shop blatantly being anti-Semitic, the, the college kids on campuses protesting, waving uh, Hamas flags and, and making anti-Semitic statements and agreeing with the, the horror that took place on October 7th, the, the moral equivalency that they're trying to give a terrorist organization, that now they're trying to expand it to um, bin Laden, that bin Laden was right about what he had to say. This is... This is a failure on our part um, as, as the adults in the room that our kids are not being taught the truth. And again, you have to go back and say, well, what's the purpose of this? Why, why in God's name would people want to believe these obviously patently evil things? To hear what Hamas did and say, no, they didn't. There's no proof of that. The Israelis are making up. How can you say they're making, how can you deny it when the uh, Hamas fighters who attacked Israel on October 7th wore GoPro cameras and there's video 
of them torturing, murdering, raping, as they laugh and joke and enjoy what they're doing and, and are over, overpowered by the attack. Well, the problem is we haven't seen the videos. We've seen excerpts of the videos. We've seen little pieces of it because it's, it's too disturbing for us to see. Well, you know what? I think seeing people support that kind of behavior is just as disturbing just as ugly, and now it's leading to attacks. We're seeing um, individual attacks on Jewish people all across the country, uh, someone being attacked because they're Jewish, because they're dressed in, in, uh, in Jewish garb, or they have, uh, they're wearing uh, items that indicate that they're Jewish, and people are attacking them. You know, on the first day of Hanukkah uh, in this year of 2023, we had a guy show up uh, in Albany to a synagogue and blast a shotgun out front, screaming free Palestine and Allah Akbar and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know exactly what he said, but I know it was pro-Palestinian comments he was making as he fired a shotgun in front of the synagogue. That is anti-Semitic. That is terrorism. That is an attack on every Jewish person in Albany, in that synagogue, and in anywhere that that story was played. Then we see people being beaten on the streets because they're in Jewish garb or clothing, uh, and they're identified as Jewish people. They're being attacked all over the place. And we, we don't see a huge outcry against it. We see some politicians standing up against it, but we don't see this uh, in people. When you talk to them, they say, hey, you know, what, what's the thing I, I've, I've seen? I can't believe that I see this. They talk about October 7th, people go, well, now they know what it feels like. How does that feel? How do you like that? As though that was a reasonable response to whatever their grievance is with the state of Israel. They're occupying, they're occupiers. Well, you realize that the Israelis left uh, the Gaza Strip uh, to itself in 2006, I think it was. They stepped away. You're self-governing now, do your thing. So any poverty any misery that goes on in Gaza is the fault of Hamas and the people who are running it because the Israelis are not running it. They're not administering it. They gave them, here, here you go. There's your two-state solution. You have Gaza and the West Bank. Do what you want in there. And how they treated their people with this, this mindset that they have to destroy the state of Israel instead of working to make uh, the Gaza Strip and, and the West Bank a paradise for their people, because like I've said, how many billions and billions and billions of dollars are given to the leadership of, uh, of Gaza and the West Bank, whether it was the PLO or now Hamas, who's the, the actual governmental leaders uh, in these areas, billions and billions of dollars. And what is it used for? Is it used to make better housing, better schooling, better transportation for jobs, for health care? Uh, for better apartments, to turn the place into a paradise where people would come and visit and they would have tourist dollars. And No, it's used to build tunnels and, and buy weapons to attack Israelis. Uh, it's co-opted. You hear the people say all the time, all this aid that they're demanding Israel send uh, to, to the Gaza and to, uh, to the West Bank, you, you must, send, must send aid for people who slaughtered you. You have to give them what they need. Well, it's being stolen by Hamas. It's not being given to the people. Even the people who live there are saying Hamas is stealing everything and they're using it for their fighters. So why is, why is this true? Why is this anti-Semitism, this, seem this seemingly blind eye 
that people are turning to terrorism, this, this denying of the horrors that took place, this moral equivalence that they're trying to give uh, to Israel and the uh, Israeli defense forces which are fighting to, to make sure that the terrorism stops. Uh, why is it that these people are doing this? Why are they denying it and supporting Hamas? It, is, it can only be uh, a willful disregard of the truth or uh, they simply are evil. And I, I can't imagine that people are just evil. Um, but you know what? We, we go back and look in the podcasts of the of the show here. One of the things we had talked about was how good really doesn't understand evil. Good can't because it's it, it, it doesn't think the way evil thinks. It doesn't see the world the way evil sees the world. It doesn't it doesn't see interactions the same way that good does. Good sees good. Good sees you know, the best in people and trying to get along and trying to solve a problem and kindness and all that. And evil is exactly the opposite of that. And it is poison. It is, it, it results in hatred. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the things I talk about in some of the programs that I teach is I talk about emotions and how emotions rule human beings. Human beings are ruled by our emotions. Uh, maybe not outwardly in every every thing that we do, every decision, but somewhere in every decision, there is an emotion that we cling to because that's what guides us, right? Goodness, kindness, uh, compassion for others, uh, love, peace. These are all positive, positive human emotions. Then we have jealousy, anger, frustration, rage, um, these are all negative and very ugly emotions. And when you think about the two sets of emotions, which ones cause the biggest problems? If everyone is loving and kind and compassionate to other people, things would be much, much better. But when people are jealous, they have hatred, they have anger, they have rage at other people, things turn out really badly for most people. So that's, that's, we are governed by our emotions. And when we see uh, the leadership of Hamas, who gets billions of dollars to take care of their people and make a state that they can live in and be proud and practice their religion, raise their families in, in peace, tranquility, when they use that money to buy weapons and build tunnels to attack Israel, to kill, to do what they did on October 7th and say that they will do it again, if they get a chance, is evil. And those emotions are part of the problem. So uh, for years, for years and years, you know, we, we've always said that the best way to uh, stop problems is to change the hearts and minds of people. Right? You change their hearts and their minds, and it changes their uh, way of behaving. Right? So uh, when we look at the abortion issue, all right, people want abortion. You change their hearts and their mind by explaining what it is and telling them why it's better that babies should live, right? As opposed to demanding and, and uh, you know, having laws that prevent it because some people want it and some people need it. And uh, I'm against it personally. I think it's killing a baby. But the thing is, I try to change the hearts and minds of people so that they don't want to do that. And that's the same thing I'm talking about here. How do you change the hearts and minds of people who do not want peace, who do not want to live side by side, but instead they want to murder, rape, and destroy their neighbors. All right, so it's some things to think about. We'll be back with more in a minute. Mm -hmm. 
Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Okay, so welcome back, everybody. Right, so listen, uh, you know, I talk about healthy cell products all the time. And the reason I do, and I, they, I don't get paid, right? Healthy cell products is not paying me. Uh, I see them on the network here, and I say to myself, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to I stay strong. I want my immune system to be powerful so I can enjoy my life. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a saying out there, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And that's absolutely true. Uh, I know a lot of people and all of a sudden they find that they got some disease or they, they got some problem or they're sick all the time. They, they're not enjoying their life. I want to enjoy my life, 
right? I worked really hard to get to this point, the fourth quarter of life, as we say, uh, and I want to enjoy it. So I found the Healthy Cell products. I started taking them, and it has done wonders for me in the last couple of years. Uh, I used to get all these sinus infections. I don't get them anymore. Uh, and I know it's worked for Miss Kathy, and I know some other people who are taking it as well. Uh, then they have REM sleep products to help you sleep, and they also have uh, stuff to focus you. If you're, if you're starting to get a little scatterbrained, you can't remember things. So uh, Healthy Cell, they're on the network here. And like I said, I don't get paid by them. Uh, but I try to use their products, and I really like them. And since they're on here, I tell you about them because I think they're good. Okay, so trying to understand uh, this anti-Semitism that's out there has is, is been kind of strange. Other things that are in the news, and it's, it's a clear example um, of how people will purposely distort something. And so recently, um, President Trump was uh, interviewed by Sean Hannity in a uh, town hall, a town hall. And one of the things that our friends on the left are now trying to do, since they can't, they can't beat Trump's ideas, right? You can't beat his ideas. You can't beat his record for how he was as president. You know, the economy was better. Our strength and position in the world was better. Um, the, the quality of life for almost all Americans, was better. Our energy, uh, which gives us uh, opportunity and power, was better. No, you go down the list. Uh, everything was better under Donald Trump because of his policies, not because of his personality, but because of his policies. And this is a point that I try and make all the time. Barack Obama seems like a nice man. He seems like a good father and a good husband. But his policies are horrible. Joe Biden, now, uh, you know, his persona, Uncle Joe, but apparently he's not that nice uh, to people around him. He's greedy. Um, I, I can't say the same positive things about him that I could say about Barack Obama just because I saw the two men and how they behave. Uh, Obama looked like a good father, looked like a good husband, you know, loved his kids, his family. His policies were horrible. Well, Joe Biden has horrible policies as well that are hurting, uh, hurting our nation, hurting individual people. They lie about it and the media covers it all up. You know, the media covers it all up. And, and you have a lot of people in our nation who are, um, I'm trying to think of what Rush used to call them, low, low, uh, low information people. They don't really have a lot of information. They, they live on sound bites. Uh, they want to say things that sound smart. They listen to other people and they just repeat what other people say. And they really don't have a lot of information. And I think, I think that's true. Um, I know I pay attention to the news. I pay attention to what people say and do. Uh, I, I try to analyze based on what people say and then how things actually come out because that's you know where the rubber meets the road doesn't matter what somebody says it matters what they do and that's what you look at what are, what are what do people do and what is the result of what they do is it good or is it bad so trump you may not like his personality but everything was better under him and and he's out there and he's being interviewed by hannity and this question came up and it's a perfect example of how our friends on the left um especially the media either purposely misinterpret or stupidly misinterpret. So their push now to get the low information voters to not vote for Trump, the people in the middle, because uh, the country split, which I can't imagine. Almost half the country wants Joe Biden and his stupid policies that are, are hurting 
many, many people, including the very people who are going to vote for him again. Uh, I can't believe they want that, but they do. And you could say, well, they're stupid or they're ideological or well, I don't know what it is. But I can't imagine voting for more of what we've been living through the last couple of years. I can't imagine, well, let's keep it going. It's great. You know, $4 a gallon gas and weakness around the world and wars and, you know, terrorism on the rise and uh, inflation that's eating away at people's paychecks. And I, yeah, that's great. You know, I can't imagine that people would really vote for that. But apparently they will, about half of them. And the other half want to vote to change it, get rid of it. And we have Trump in the middle. And when I, I saw this example, the, the big thing they're pushing now is to try and scare people away from Trump um, because they can't, they can't fight his policies. They can't say, hey, a secure border uh, would be bad because most people want a secure border, especially our sanctuary cities now who are actually uh, providing sanctuary to all of the people who are coming here illegally, the millions of people who are crossing our border illegally, and they're going to sanctuary cities, and they can't function, and they're out of control, and they have all kinds of problems, and they can't afford it, and it's crime, and all the things that everybody said was going to happen if you did this is now happening, and our friends who are sanctuary people have to deal now with the consequences of their policy, and it's not working out very well for them. And now they're trying to stop it, and uh, you know it's wrong. So what we—the only way they can stop Trump—is uh, to make things up about him. So okay, his personality is not the greatest personality. Uh, although I find some of the things he says funny, the way he he deals with people, the straightforwardness that he does. Do I like some of the crass things he says? No, of course not. But you know what? How does how does the man act when he's governing? Well, they're trying to scare those middle voters away from him by saying he's he's going to come in and, and wreak, wreak vengeance on everyone. He's going to uh, he, uh, who, who is that idiot uh, uh, Joe? What's his name uh, with his with his wife there, Mika? Uh, they're on there saying Trump is going to come in and he's going to incarcerate, put in jail his enemies. He's going to murder people. He's going to order the murdering of people. Now, if that isn't the most asinine absurdly ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life to hear a uh, a man in the media who has a, a platform to talk to people you cannot like Trump it's perfectly okay don't like Trump you cannot like his policies you might want five dollar a gallon gas and you might want a wide open border and you might want us to be weak in the world because you think that's better those are all point of views that you certainly are entitled to but to have a man who comes on and says that Donald Trump is going to round people up and murder his enemies. How is he, is he going to do it himself, Donald Trump? He's going to order the FBI, bring all these people to the White House, and I'm going to shoot them on the front lawn. It is so absurd. It is so ridiculous that the fact that the rest of the media doesn't call him out and say, you're a strange, strange, sick man for saying things like that is, is really bizarre. So they're trying to make Trump out to be uh, an evil dictator that he's going to wreak this vengeance on his enemies. Well, isn't it, isn't it funny? Let's look at what's going on right now. I think if you're an open-minded person and you look at facts, there's no way you can look at all the legal cases against Trump, precedent-setting cases against Trump that are going on across the country in liberal dis districts, liberal courthouses, if you, you have to look at those and say they have weaponized uh, the Department of Justice. They are going after this man because he's their political enemy and they're using the system to do it. 
they are doing exactly what they're trying to scare everybody with saying what Trump will do. And what Trump is doing when he responds, when he, he I just heard him say it the other day, he said, listen, Joe Biden better be careful what you ask for because you might not like it when it comes back at you. Meaning you wanna use the system against me? If I get back in, I'm gonna use the system against you. Now it's, oh my God, he wants to be a dictator. He wants to, it's happening right now with the government we have. The, uh, the Congress has committees that are trying to, trying to nail down all the ways that our, uh, our governmental agencies have been weaponized, not just against Trump, but against anybody on the right, right? It, because we see it happening every single day. We see the two, two-tier system of justice, one for those on the left and one for those on the right. It's pretty crystal clear. Uh, to an open-minded person who just looks at the facts. Uh, if you don't see it, it's because you don't want to see it or you can't see it. But the reality is we all know it's happening. And they're trying to nail it down and figure out its causes, its roots, and how to prevent it. Because it shouldn't happen to anybody. It shouldn't happen to anybody on the right, and it shouldn't happen to anybody on the left. You should be free to speak your mind, advocate for what you believe in, and if you're in power, if you're voted in, then you initiate your policies. And then people will live with them and make a decision if they like them and they want to continue or if they want them to stop and go in a different direction. That's how we should be doing things. But the big thing here is trying to scare people where uh, Sean Hannity asked Trump, are you going to be a dictator? And Trump says, yes, on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. I'm going to, I'm going to close the border. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and do the other thing. Now, does that mean he really wants to be a dictator? No, he's speaking. Uh, he's speaking in a way that's that's funny. He's not he's not really. You know what? I'm going to be a dictator. I'm going to be. I'm going to turn into a dictator. And this shows you the corruption of those on the left and the media that they don't understand the humor with what he was saying. Now it's not humorous to be a dictator, but he was making fun of the people who are saying he's going to be a dictator. But yes, yes, I'm going to be a dictator on day one, one day for one day. I know clearly what he means. He doesn't mean he's going to go in and get rid of the cabinet and uh, no more elections. I will be the president forever. I don't think that's not what he's doing. What he's saying is that I'm going to go in one day and I'm going to wield the power of the position to close the border, cut the taxes, drill for oil and make the country better. That's what he's saying. He's saying in a way uh, that's obviously a joke. He's not meaning he's going to be a dictator. He's not going to be a, uh, you know, a Joe Stalin. That's not what he's saying at all. But of course, the media is running with it with the soundbite and going, see, Trump says he's going to be a dictator. He's going to be a dictator. I saw Juan, Juan Williams, right? And, and I, I, I liked Juan Williams when I first saw him come on the news. But he, he's another one. He's another guy that he gives you this impression that he's intelligent, and then the things that come out of his mouth either are uh, made up to take a position, right? You take the liberal position, and that's why we're paying you to be here. Uh, because if he really believes these things, then then he's stupid, and as are any of the people. Well, Trump said he's going to be a dictator. He said he's going to be a dictator. I don't say it. And if you can't you can't discern between the guy making a joke or the guy answering a question in a way that's uh, funny or meant to be, um, it, it, my point is, he, he didn't mean it seriously. He didn't mean, yes, I'm going to be a dictator. That's not what he meant. And I knew it. I could discern it. I could hear it in his voice. I could hear the tenor. I could hear the conversation going back and forth. I knew what he meant. I didn't think he's going to be a dictator. But because he used those words, our friends on the left want to twist them 
because it helps them in their mission to scare those people in the middle. This guy, even uh, Joe Biden, what did he say? Was, uh, the, the biggest threat that Trump provides is, is to our democracy. To our democracy, he's going to be a dictator. From the mouth of a man who is acting like a dictator. Joe Biden, who uses the Department of Justice against his enemies, who uses the IRS against his enemies, who uses the power of the court system and the Department of Justice against his enemies. This is a guy that's telling you, Trump wants to use the power of government against his enemies. As though it's not happening already by them. The bottom line is that it shouldn't happen by any the department the, the the not none of the governmental agencies of power should be wielded against American citizens unless they've committed actual crimes. You know, rape, robbery, murder, that kind of thing. Uh, other than that, political speech uh, is what you, you, you can't go. If we go there, then my father-in-law, Ted, is absolutely right. We have lost the country completely. And at this point, it does look like we have lost the country completely because th the government is weaponized against you. You cannot fight City Hall. Uh, if they come after you, you don't have the money for the attorneys that it takes to fight them. You don't have the time. Uh, and if they want to lock you up, they can lock you up and put you in a cell. And then, you know, they control your life. This is this is what uh, rogue uh, governments, uh, dicta dictatorial, tyrannical governments do to their people. They don't. They, they don't. They don't they want to have uh, the the problems of people having something to say about something, or interfering with what they want to do. They go lock you up. You know, it's not as bad as in China where they disappear you, or in Cuba where they disappear you, or in some of these other. Uh, you know, let's see, more uh, negatively socialist, tyrannical governments where they just disappear you. Uh, but here, they put you in a cell. Or they come after you financially, or they try and ruin you, ruin your job, ruin your lifestyle. It is the same effect, just in lesser degrees. So to hear Biden say that, you know, Trump's the biggest thing toward democracy, let time out. Let's, let's not forget that Trump was the president for four years, and he didn't round up anybody. He didn't go after people for no reason. He didn't lock people up. He didn't execute people on the White House lawn because he's a dictator. He was a very, very good president. He worried about the American people first, which, you know, somehow or other, that's bad to put America first. That's racist. That's uh, homophobic. That's uh, crazy to put, America, to put America first. Don't you put your family first before the neighbor's family? Right? Don't you take care of your family first? Well, that's what he's trying to do. When every, every decision government makes should be made so as to help the American people, to help us have a stronger economy so that everyone can have the things that they want and need, to have a stronger military so we can be safe in the world and prevent wars, to have a closed border that we can control immigration, so we can decide who comes into the country and who doesn't to make the country better. Right? All of these things are positives. And because our friends on the left can't argue, because their, their policies are exactly the opposite of these things that would be good for America. They don't want America first. They want America somewhere else. They, they want themselves first. Right? So it's, it's been an interesting go-round. So Hunter Biden now has been indicted 
uh, nine count indictment of tax fraud and this, that, and the other thing. So let's let's just be honest about this. You know, they keep asking the White House, are you going to pardon him? Are you going to pardon him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Does anybody really believe that? Does anybody really believe the, now, no matter what you think of Joe Biden or, or do you think of his politics, does anybody think that a father that has, uh, has a, a kid who's done all these bad things, no matter how bad they are, if they have the power and the ability to keep, the, keep their child from suffering consequences of their behavior, uh, especially, you know, not like, uh, you know, you punish your kid for, you know, uh, messing up the schoolhouse and they have to take the punishment. They don't get Xbox or whatever for six months. This, th- these charges against Hunter, if they're, if they're fully investigated, the things that he's done, the corruption that leads to Joe Biden and the money laundering and everything else they've been up to leads to prison terms for many, many, many years, if not for life. So as a father with that power, if anybody believes for one second that he's not going to pardon his son, then you're dreaming, right? So here's what, I, here's what I'm predicting. If Biden loses the next election, before he leaves that White House, he will declare uh, a complete and, total, um, complete and total pardon for Hunter Biden, his brother Jim, uh, his grandchildren, for, uh, for himself, for his wife, and for everybody else in the Biden family who's been involved in this illegal uh, corruption of raising all these funds from foreign governments. He will absolutely issue that before he leaves the White House because it doesn't affect him anymore. He's an old man. He's not going to be president again. He's out of public life and he's just going to go off into the distance and everyone, he's going to clear everybody. If he does win, this case is going to run for, you know, they can they can run out a case like this uh, for years before it actually sees a courtroom with all the legal maneuvering that goes on. And before he would leave after his second term, he would pardon his son uh, and all his family members. So all this nonsense, the reason that they're saying no, 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 is because there's an election coming up. And there are some people, um, some uh, some people in the middle who are listening going, he would pardon his kid. It kind of looks like the kid did bad. And they might not vote for him if he came out right now and said he would pardon Hunter and the rest of his family members in, involved in this. But make no doubt about it, uh, if he loses the election, before he leaves, he's going to pardon the kid and his family members, and probably himself. Uh, and then uh, if he wins, uh, the case will run on and on and on, and then at some point he will pardon him. So absolutely he's going to pardon him. And as a human being, I think anybody would, would do that for their family, whether it's corrupt or not. Uh, you're going to let your family members all go to jail? I don't think people would. I just don't think the average person uh, would would do that. So. You know, is that evil? I don't know that that's evil. I think that's you do what you do to protect your family. Uh, but it's what's bad is that he's lying about it. I don't think anybody believes he would not do that. Uh, and I clearly think he will. Uh, the other thing, uh, as we go down the line here, I'm trying to look at some of this stuff uh, that I, I have all these notes. There's two things. And I, I'll get away from politics for a minute. You know, we talk crime and punishment here. Um, in 1993... 1993 in upstate New York, uh, there was a young girl named Sarah Ann Wood, and Sarah Ann Wood was abducted uh, and she was murdered, and we never found her body. Her body has never been recovered. 
Uh, but the killer was arrested, a guy named Louis Lent. And he's still around, he's still alive. Uh, he admitted to several murders, including uh, Sarah Ann Wood. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he, he preyed on children. And he has been teasing the victims and the prosecutors. He admitted killing the girl in 1996 and was found guilty of her murder. Uh, because of his admission, but they've never found her body. And that's, you know, in the world of law enforcement, uh, crime and punishment, I've been involved with cases like this when there's a person who is murdered, uh, kidnapped, whatever, and even if they're killed, to, the only way the family's ever going to have closure is to have that body returned, have their child returned to them so that they can uh, give the child a, a decent burial and that there's a place to go remember them. It's, it's part of the human condition to do that. And the fact that this Lewis Lent, this animal, this devil on earth, still to this day refuses to tell anybody where this girl's body is, is an act of evil. And it shows you the people that are out there, uh, what people will do. And again, just like the anti-Semitic people, there's evil. This evil runs rampant on our planet. It is all over. So here's this guy convicted. He's never getting out of jail. There's no reason not to do the right thing and say, okay, listen, I told you I, kill, I killed a girl. Here's where you find her body. Instead, he's torturing the family by not giving up where this child is. You know, it, it is absolutely horrific that a person would do a thing like that. But I think it kind of goes along with you know, what we're learning about crime and punishment. People don't care about other people. They care about what they want, and they will hurt, injure, do whatever. Hamas raped, murdered babies, women, like it was nothing, and there are people who are apologizing for them. So these people are sick that are doing that. This guy, Louis Lent, sitting in prison, should do the right thing and tell where the body is. Now, here's the concern. It's been theorized by some of the investigators that if he gives up the location of Sarah Ann Wood's body, when they go there, they're going to find other victims that he has not been charged with, uh, other kids that he has killed, and uh, they and they had, believe it's a dumping ground maybe where he buried uh, Sarah Ann, uh, where there would be other bodies, and then he would be charged with those. But you know what? He's never getting out anyway. He's never getting out anyway. But it shows you the twisted mind of, of a human being. And again, those negative emotions, how they rule you, uh, it's something that I teach about. You have to understand who people are so you can investigate properly and try and bring justice. So I wanted to mention Sarah Ann Wood because she, like many, many, many other people, uh, have been taken from their families and they never got them back. And they're out there and we stumble across the body once in a while, or skeletal remains, and, you know, with DNA, we can identify many of them now, which is, it brings closure to families. But never forget, there's people like this Lewis Lent out there. There are these evil demons who will steal your child from your house, will rape your child, murder your child, and bury your child in a, in a, in a shallow grave somewhere and just leave that child there, right? The only comforting part that I can come up with for any of this, if I was to speak to Sarah Ann Wood's parents and family, is that to say, because my faith in God tells me that when that child was murdered, she was freed from that body and she went to be with God as an innocent. And the body is, is a important symbol of who the child was, but the child is really her soul 
the soul of Sarah Ann Wood was released from that body. Sarah Ann Wood is not in the woods. Her body is in the woods. Sarah Ann Wood is with the Lord God. And if it does anything for them, that would be a, uh, a comfort. But you still want that body back, right? You still want that body back, that remnant of, who, of that person that you loved. So we look at that. Um, Trump is not a dictator, and there are evil killers out there, and there are people who believe in terrorists, that terrorists are good. So our world is, is crazy. Um, I heard a report that they said there's more knives on the street now than there ever have been before because people are scared to death of crime. You know, the crime that the Biden team tells you doesn't exist. It's just made up facts. It's, it's not real. Every, crime's going down. It's safer in America. Really? Take your, take your family, take your family, uh, 11 o'clock at night, and walk around the streets of any big city and see how safe it is. See how safe it is. Um, it's not safe. Crime and punishment, something we all have to pay attention to. All right, and I think um, probably the, the last thing that we'll get to today in my uh, pages of outrages here is not really a page of outrage. It is um, I'm, my, my next book. My first book is called The Investigation, I'm sorry, The Interview, where I teach people how to conduct a really complete and thorough investigation. Yep. I keep confusing the words. An interview, complete and thorough interview. And then my second book is called The Investigation, where I use uh, as a backdrop a brutal double homicide I investigated to teach the techniques and the skill set of conducting criminal investigations. So they're both available from blue360media.com or on Amazon. You should go get them if there's a law enforcement person in your life uh, or if you are interested in that kind of stuff. They're, they're, I think they're, from what I've been told, people like them. They're very well written uh, and they give a lot of information. My third book uh, that I'm preparing now uh, is going to be on leadership, mentoring, and supervising. A very, very important uh, triad of tasks that we have in every organization. And I'm trying to uh, put this book together, but what I want to talk about is the dedication of that book. Uh, that book I dedicate to my father, Joseph Pangaro. Uh, I am Joe Pangaro, and my father's Joe Pangaro, my grandfather's Joe Pangaro, and my son is Joe Pangaro. So I dedicated this book to my father, who was the leader of our family. And as I told you uh, in many episodes go by, my father passed away at 37 as a young man. Um, but in the lessons I learned from him, in those few short years I had with him uh, have lasted me a lifetime. So I dedicate the book to him and I give some examples of his, his leadership and his love for his family as things that have guided me. And uh, today happens to be the 47th anniversary of the day my dad passed. So I just wanted to remember him and uh, give a shout out and tell you, go find the books, they'll help you. All right, everybody, um, there's a lot going on, a lot more to talk about. I'll be back soon. And remember, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. <laughs>